Hi, this is Alex Neuer, the writer and director of Sound of Violence, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Squad podcast. This is episode number 234. Tonight we're talking about The Black Phone, currently in theaters. I'm one of your hosts, Todd. We have Steve and Joe. Boys to men, how's it going? Hello, boys to men. Love it. Very nice. I'll make love to you. Ooh. I think think that's them. It is. All right, I guess. (laughs) Steve knows the whole. Steve, like, probably sang that to a girl at one point. I know. Singing is not one of my uh, fortes. It's uh, I'm pretty actually shitty at it. But um, happy belated uh, Canada Day and Fourth of July to everyone. We totally forgot last week that it was uh, right. <laughs> it was coming up. So hopefully you all got to stuff your faces with uh, hot dogs, burgers, ribs, corn, and uh, you know burnt yourself with some fireworks because that's the way people do it. I, I, do it. I actually saw like I was walking back from my in laws. And people were uh, doing fireworks in the park. And sure enough, someone's like fireworks fell over and then started shooting at a family and watching them run away and stuff. Just typical, typical people. Good. Classic Canadian fun right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that right. happened to me two, three years ago. And I haven't bought fireworks since because like, I lit the whole planner on fire. They're shooting off into the fucking neighbors. They shot off past my kids. I'm like, all right, this is not good. It wasn't anything I did either. The thing just was faulty and it like just fucked up and you're putting your trust in like a $30 item. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Do you guys have anything fun? I know Joe was on the water. Yeah. Went on the boat. Yeah. We, me and Sam did the Tiki cruise, which is a lot of fun. We've, we've done quite a few times. Uh, it goes out of Salem Harbor. It's awesome. It's sort of like a booze cruise thing, but it's like really intimate. It only holds six people. Um, so if you ever are in the area, definitely recommend it. Tiki There's Hut. There's gonna boats. be four of us. That's right. So, uh, but it okay. well, actually, it will still be running at that point. But they're already they're like booked out for the entire year already. So we wouldn't even be able to get on even if we wanted to. But maybe next year. Maybe next time. But yeah, that was our weekend, and we watched the fireworks course because you know why not america so we do uh had a full day wife planned the whole thing um it's about 103 in texas right now so it's hot and uh we did a morning parade you know you got cops on horseback you got republicans with their big old jeeps and you got democrats with their big old jeeps and they're throwing shit and it's funny it was kind of lame though because it like it was very political instead of being like cool you know so like uh that was kind of lame but you know cops on horseback so it's cool to look at um then followed by i went to the pool party at the hoa pretty cool pretty chill had a couple uh margaritas in the pool which is nice and then at night we did the fireworks park in the park a fireworks show in the park excuse me and that was cool and then tried to beat the traffic out of there because there's like two thousand people in this little park and then it was good Hot dogs for lunch. Very nice. Yep. Nice. And um, yeah, for me, I mean, we also got super political here. We had another uh, major protest from the Freedom Convoy. Those fucking pricks. <laughs> they uh-huh. they got to come back with a cooler name than that. I know like freedom's like a catchy word, but it's got to be like... Yeah, free, know, freedom. Tiger, it, tiger, it, tiger claw. Freedom in, in fucking Canada. <laughs> just, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get political, but uh, me, yeah. I, I went to my in-laws and uh, just... 
went in the pool, went in the hot tub, uh, watched the fireworks from my backyard because they were all around me. There's parks all around me and everyone was shooting fireworks because you're allowed, you know, to shoot them the day of before and after Canada Day. It was great this year because it was on Friday. So it was like a long weekend uh, and you could start with Canada Day. Yeah, so that was uh, that was cool. And the food was just like regular. Uh, we actually had steak and lobster. So a little bit of a fancy feast for Canada Day, more so than usual. But it was a, it was a good time. So. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Do they have Canadian themed rock songs? I'm sure they do. I, really? Like we got born in the USA. Uh, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that? No. <laughs> I also I, I forgot to mention this last week, but I uh, I made a new horror friend, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Yes, and you can make friends out there. Uh, so and actually, we went and saw uh, the black phone with him, him and his fiance this weekend, Sam and I. But it was so random. So like I uh, we went to uh, a place called the Landing, um, which is like a little like outdoor bar around here, and we were wearing our horror shirts, and the kid at the bar next to us was just like, "Hey," he's like, "What, what shirts are you wearing? Those are cool or whatever." And I was like, I forget. I think I was wearing, Sam was wearing uh, the Beyond and I was wearing, I think, Rosemary's Baby. So that spawned like a whole conversation. And we talked for like two hours just about like horror movies and stuff like that. And then we exchanged information. And then we ended up going and seeing Black Phone with them with them this week. And so Matt, if you're listening, what's up, man? Shout out to Matt. Yep. Cool. So that was exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And we've been messaging a lot on Instagram, talking new horror movies. I recommended Uncle Pe- Uncle Peckerhead to him, and he went and watched it, and he said he loved it. So, All right. Well, next is Greasy Strangler. He needs to watch that. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that'll really gauge where he's too. at with ridiculous stuff. Yeah. He's thrown out a couple of suggestions to me, too, and I got a, I wrote one down. I think one was called, like, Necrophagus or something like that. So I don't know if anyone's seen it, but I got to watch it just based on the name alone. Awesome. Are uh, you guys ready to get any questions? Do I do I give my punishment now? Or sure. yeah, anytime. Or... There's no good time really. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull up my screenshots because I, I I did a deep dive into Tubi. Okay. And Great. I was looking up like the worst possible things, and it was hard. Honestly, there's a quite a bit that I wanted to give you. Um, so I'm gonna give you a choice. Cool. You you pick which one you want to watch, and hopefully they're on Canadian TV. Uh, I'm gonna check eyes where. Uh... <laughs> All right. This title oh, is no. called Transylvania Six Dash. 5,000. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was from 1985, actually. Oh, that's good. It'll at least fit with my thing. So Transylvania... 6-5,000, which is the stupidest oh, title fuck, I've ever There's a thousand Transylvania movies. Uh, Transylvania... I don't... Oh, there's... No, I don't see it. I Damn. might be saved with that one. All right. And this one I picked solely because of this title, and you can guess why. Tonight She Comes. Oh, my God. <laughs> from 20, 20, 2016. Nice. Come on, uh, find it. Nope. Unless, oh my God. unless comes is not spelt the same. <laughs> no, no, no. Comes in traditional sense. You know. Man. All right. Back to the drawing board. Thank God. All Tonight right. She well, comes in Transylvania 6 5000. All right. B- between, uh, between segments, you can find it. Right, and we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it later in the episode. Uh, in the meantime, we'll go through questions. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on our Discord. A lot going on in the Discord. want to send out a uh, shout out to Chuck, who uh, looks like he's going to have some knee surgery. So, you know, listen to our backlog. I'll, I'll send you a list of shitty movies and, uh, you know, hopefully it goes well and 
you know, you can recover and listen to watch all sorts of bad horror movies that we're going to recommend. So uh, yeah, a lot of great people in, uh, in that Discord. So join it. It's absolutely free. So speaking of Chuck, he has the first series of questions over on audio. So Chuck, what is your first question? What's up, Horror Squad? Chuck here with a few questions. First, I want to apologize for the background noise. It's 111 degrees here right now, and I'm hot. So I've got fans going, so I do apologize, but I do have some questions. First question, with the recent resurgence of some of the older actors like Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke, who do you want to see come back? Freddie Prince Jr. Bring Ooh, him back. Yeah, that's a good one. Bring him back. You know it's a really good movie, though, Scooby-Doo? Yeah. forget the subtitle to it but it's a good movie it's like legit good wasn't just scooby-doo the, the first one yeah. is that the one where they go to the island whichever the one, whichever one that is yeah it's yeah so i think it's the first one that's the one uh, by james gunn so yeah yeah uh Fred prince jr man seeming like a i don't know like random tarantino movie or something i'm down i'm down Hmm, I don't know. I didn't think about this. So, Steve, if you got something, go for it. <laughs> uh, no, n- nothing in, in particular that I can think of either. Like, I'm trying to think of all the actors. They're either way too old now. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to see, um, you know, some of the older actors. But at this point, like Gene Hackman, I don't know if, he, if he's even still alive, you know, stuff like that. Um, Nicholas, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I'd love to see uh, Michael J. Fox yeah. if he could if he could physically mm. pull it off, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. as the yeah. illness, but he's amazing and everything. Yeah. Like Tim yeah, Curry, I'm, you know, like it, mm, it'd be great, but yeah. I don't think he could do it anymore. Right. He made that really small cameo in the Rocky Horror picture show thing they did a couple of years ago. I, I mean, I'd love to see Nicholson do one more role. I don't think we'll ever see it because the dude's like almost 90 now, but <laughs> we'd love to see it. By the way, uh, rest in peace to uh, Joe Turkle, who we just lost, uh, this week who played uh lloyd the bartender from the shining also he was like 92 i think he was lived a long life well good run blade runner as well really good in that one yeah r.i.p all right um chuck what is your second question if you had been kidnapped how would you escape from what what movie i'm guessing this one black phone (laughs) oh black oh yeah i forgot I forgot as, what you were as, as, as in the, yeah, that happens a lot, man. I have a really good memory with like stuff that doesn't matter, like the trivia, you know. But anything new, I'm like, I draw a blank. Um, as a grown ass man, I would kick Ethan Hawke in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not looking at your fucking. I'm, pick up your own eggs, you piece of shit, when he drops them. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we doing this as an adult or as a child? Doesn't uh, matter. I, I guess at that age, yeah, as a child. How old is as a child? Fourteen. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. Twelve to fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. That's you know, because I'd probably try the movie. I'd probably try to befriend. I'd probably try to befriend him, I guess, and feel like he could trust me, and then strike when I thought the time was right. Bro, I love basements. Yeah. <laughs> this is dope. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, matches. Oh, dude, thanks. Eggs. Yeah, I mean, he does escape right at some point in the movie, and he just mm-hmm. fucking just runs down the street like he's not. He, he should have. You know, he, it's like that fucking kid in Game of Thrones that just ran in a straight line, you know, and then easily oh, got the start, shot, the shot start, down. Stark boy. Yeah, you gotta zigzag. You gotta go into the you trees. Gotta you gotta go leaf. into people's fucking yards. You gotta jump over fences. You know, you gotta. To use your youth 
uh, to your advantage against the old man. That's basically what uh, I would have done. I would have tried to do anything to make sure that he doesn't grab me again. Yeah, because Ethan Hawke was definitely focusing on chest in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't really don't know what his cardio is at. Uh, he's so been, he's think... been skipping leg day, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wants to play Naughty Boy, dude. He's, yeah. I guess we can talk about other answers when we talk about the film, because there's some stuff in there. No, for sure. Directly related to his attempts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Chuck, what is your last question? Last question. What's a childhood fear that was overhyped looking back at it now. I'm looking at quicksand. Thanks, guys. Look forward to the episode. Enjoy it. Have a good one. Quicksand. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Childhood fear. I, my childhood fear was AIDS. Like, I thought I was going to get AIDS, like, for sure. I mean, it was, like, AIDS was, like, pretty, like, rampant, I guess, like, back in, like, the early 90s. So I just thought, like, if I, like, just, like, got a cut, like, I, like, like someone else's blood would somehow get in or like there would just be like aids on like the sidewalk or something and i would just you know, i was gonna get it I was, it was just so irrational but that was like my big fear i think because i watched the band played on too like at a really young age i don't know if, any, if anyone's ever seen that movie but it was all about the aids pandemic and it was terrifying I, for me i can relate to that though my um film class teacher actually was the one that put it in my head saying hey if you guys get gas make sure you look at the gas pumps first because people are putting needles infected with aids on it yeah you grab mm-hmm. the you grab the thing and you got aids i'm like oh my god is that and to this day i look yeah both sides of it yeah i can relate yep. to that man we're impressionable mm-hmm. as kids man you, like say any shit yeah definitely um for me i guess storm drains because i thought i literally <laughs> thought well no oh uh, yeah, Storm, See, Drain, Storm so Drains I, for me was Ninja Turtles, man. Like I was like, I would look down Pennywise, there and listen, hoping the Ninja, Ninja Turtles were down there. <laughs> that was Pennywise. It was always Pennywise. For me, it was dogs. I was dogs. fucking terrified of dogs as a kid because one time I was at my friend's house and this fucking gigantic dog like chased after me uh, down the street, and it just scared me to death, you know. Um, in reality, it was probably like a lapso lapso or some fucking little dog, but uh, in my mind, it was like beast from the sand lot, you know. Uh, but yeah, it just it scared me, and it's not until my parents got their first dog that uh, I was scared. The first I remember, I jumped on the couch as soon as like I saw the fuck is a like a miniature Shih Tzu. <laughs> I was terrified, but eventually, you know, after getting used to it and everything, I realized there was nothing to be afraid of, and then now I love dogs so. That was definitely my rational fear at the time. All right. So thank you, Chuck, for the audio questions. We go to our social medias on Twitter. We have a new person asking questions, actually a group, uh, Scare Traducing, which is a podcast. So check them out. They ask, pair, pair this, speaking about the black phone, with another movie for a double feature. But it can't be a Joe Hill or Stephen King adaptation. Yes, we know this isn't a King movie, but it very indebted to his style. Yes. Right off the bat, I think he'd go with The Stranger Calls Back sequel. Yeah, that's a, I was going to say When a Stranger Calls, yeah. There I think that'd be a good choice for this one, yeah. Or uh, maybe The Girl Next Door. I've never seen that one. I don't think I would take the source material that well. It's pretty dark, man. It's, yeah. I mean, way, way darker than this. About I'd say about 100 times darker than this. Yeah, that one's fucking just not a good watch at all. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, along just, the same lines with that one. The boy behind the door, which is another uh, like, right, yeah. you know real monster that mm-hmm. kidnaps two boys in that one and use them for nefarious reasons. So, 
I'll, I'll go a little um, made for TV movie that I've talked about probably on the three guys days, but uh, Cabin by the Lake, it stars, um, what's his face from Breakfast Club, the bad boy character. Um, he is a screenwriter for horror movies and he lives at like a lake, whatever. And he kidnaps women and puts them in his basement, similar to this. And then like he gets inspiration from that. And there's a sequel called Return to the Cabin by the Lake. By the Lake, and I think they're both cool. I have them both on VHS. I'm not sure if they exist anywhere other format, but I will always suggest those movies. I think they came out in like USA Network in like early 2000s or something like that. Really pretty cool. Cool. So thank you very much for the question. We go over to our uh, Discord. So the first one's from Horror Fan Ryan. I've yet to see the Black Phone, but I'm really excited about it and all the great reviews I've seen so far. With this movie being a success, do you think Ethan Hawke has cemented himself as a horror icon or legend? P.S. I keep trying to call Joel's House of Horrors. No one answers. Hey, we're busy. We're busy. You know, you <laughs> just keep calling. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get a hold of you. Don't you worry. The ladies are working overtime. Um, I no. I I would not consider Ethan Hawke a horror icon or legend. Has he been in some good horror movies? Absolutely. But icon legend's a strong word, so I would say no. Just like people who try to call Art the Clown an icon or legend right now, which I think is crazy. No, he's he's not to that point yet. I, I agree. No. Uh, Ethan Hawke, um, he's great. I know we talked about this a little bit on Discord. What Daybreakers? This movie, um, what's Sinister. This, uh, Sinister. Mm-hmm. I think if this, uh, are they going to make a prequel? You think for this movie, they almost have to, right? I don't think it's necessary, but I would be down for it. I mean, this, this movie's doing really well. Is it doing, that was my <laughs> it's next it. question. It's very, very well, yeah. Because you got that mask. I was talking to Ace earlier, Texans. Like, that mask is going to sell for sure. Trick or treat. Oh, yeah, 100%. NECA's going to pick up the figure line. So I think mm-hmm. definitely we'll see a sequel. Obviously, we can't see it. I mean, sorry, a prequel. But um, no, I don't think he's there yet. Because kind of, it'd be like calling Kevin Bacon a horror legend, right? A couple of good horror movies. Right. But... Yeah. Would you consider Patrick Wilson a horror legend? I would consider him more than Ethan Hawke. Even though Ethan Hawke has been in three big movies? Well, what's his face has been in? Well, what's Patrick Wilson been in? Like four or five? Yeah, but out of two franchises. He's done The Purge. He's done uh, Sinister. He's done Black Phone. I did forget about The Purge. I think he's on the... He's He's close, close, eh? He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like one film away. What separates it, though? Do you think it's because we see him as too mainstream to be... Horror? Maybe because he's, he's he's yeah he's more known for non-horror I guess that's kind of he's fucking yeah. great in, he's, yeah, in he is. horror movies but right I I wouldn't consider Patrick Wilson an icon or legend of horror either but yeah I don't know I, I guess he would I'd put him closer maybe just because the Conjuring universe like it's a universe right so like it just has more weight to it than single movies yeah no it's an interesting uh, discussion but Ethan Hawke definitely great yeah. I think. If he makes sequels to this, uh, as this character, as the grabber, I think maybe he would, he could get there. But I think you're right. I think yeah. he's just, just on the cusp of it. I think there's yeah. some cool prequel ideas here, which won't get into, so we don't spoil the plot yet. But more of like the clown stuff, you know, magician stuff. I mean, that'd be, could be pretty creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next question is from. Uh, Shaylin, little three chord me over on uh, Discord. Was there ever a time when you were a kid that you thought you were in danger of getting kidnapped? 
Examples, walking by yourself and thought someone was following you or you got separated from your parents at a large event, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely an irrational fear too, as a child. I think most probably kids' irrational fear was was getting kidnapped. I, I can't recall a time it was ever like an actual moment where uh, there was anything ever hairy though in my life, luckily, like that. Um, nothing stands out, but stuff that you think about in hindsight kind of could have been iffy, you know? I remember one time we were riding our bikes and we were probably like 13 or so. And this like, a guy looks like he lives in the mountains. Um, we're missing like no teeth. And he was just had this beater truck kind of like from, um, see, my fucking memory is weird, man. The fucking bee eating you, beating you fucking license plate. Someone rescue me here. Oh yeah, it's- um, Keepers Creepers? Keepers Creepers, yeah, there you creepers. go. <laughs> Driving that kind of truck and he slowed down and just smiled at us with his toothless grin. And I was like, what the fuck? Thinking about that in hindsight, that's kind of, kind of creepy. Um, and then I also met someone on a forum I was like 18 and then we went to a graveyard together <laughs> to ghost hunt and that's pretty stupid. So if you're a kid out there, don't meet people online and go to graveyards with them. Cause that's weird. And we didn't yeah. find any ghosts either. Oh, I'm sure that you didn't. <laughs> it's not what he was looking for, Todd. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've said my story in the past where uh, a guy tried to um, seduce me into getting into a quote unquote wrestling match <laughs> over the internet um, he sent me like pictures. Oh, of him. I don't remember this one. You don't remember this? Oh. Uh, it's when we talked about the the dangers of the internet. There's a a very like he was like kind of a small dude, very hairy. He kept sending me pictures of him in speedos, and he wanted to have like a wrestling match, and he was really like pushing hard for it and stuff like that. And this is in the early like kind of 96, 97 era. So who was shirts and who was skins? Yeah, <laughs> no, I never met him. Thank <laughs> I, I was I was smart enough to. How old are you? uh so this 96 i was like 14 15 wow what did you meet him at wrestling i didn't meet board? him uh, yeah i mean was, online, yeah, online. Yeah, yeah i was a uh, wrestling like chat, chat like, gosh chat that's, ugh, um as far as in person you know like i'm very privileged right i mean i'm a white male that lived in a middle-class suburb of canada so it's not like there were a ton of them out there but i do remember one specific incident where i was maybe like five or six and this really weird dude came to our door and he handed me a card. I was too young to read the card, so I don't know what the card actually said. But I didn't know what to do, so I kind of half closed the door on him, and he pushed the door open to kind of get the card back. Uh, I don't know what the card was again, but then my dad came in and started yelling at him and stuff like that. And that's when he told me never, ever open the door again, you know, when when the stranger danger kind of thing. So. Did your dad know what he wanted? I, I never really asked him. You know, I was like five or six, right? So I, I think... Him. If I, oh, he probably doesn't remember. It's more like traumatic to me than him. But I have a feeling just by the situation that it was one of those people that have a card that says, uh, I'm mute and I need, I want money. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you ever seen people at like yeah. malls that give out those cards. That's why I think it was. But yeah, it's scary time. So like I said, I'm, I really wasn't the target, right? Like I have a lot of female friends who got approached and a lot of, you know, people of color that got approached. And I just happened to be lucky, I guess, going on. Yeah. Women have it pretty rough. So yeah. be safe yeah. out there, seriously. Yeah, my, my sister uh, told me a story one time. This is when I used to work at the porn shop um, that a guy got <laughs> on a train and just like stared at her the whole time Ugh. and waited for her stop and then followed her into the parking lot. And when she got in the car, he blocked her car. 
Oh, uh, but she could reverse instead of like going for it because there's no the person behind her wasn't there so she reversed out and then he got into a car and followed her and she had the foresight of going to my porn shop um because she knew that the i wasn't there because I, I worked day shift but it was night but she knew one of the employees would help her you know so uh, she went into the porn shop and, but yeah. yeah women man they god i can't even imagine what they go through when, when I, I mean i had that altercation at a freaking football game last year and i was with my wife and daughter so alcohol and guys that don't know boundaries is not a good mix plus i guess to feed off what you just said yeah drive to police station ladies if you can that's scary yeah, or anywhere safe, but you know, she she was lucky she had the opportunity to do that. You know, what if there was a car behind her and she couldn't get out? And anyway, it's it's scary world out there. Um, and next question is from M. She asks, "What are some of your favorite kidnapping slash abduction movies?" Great question, <clears throat> one that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> well, I got one that jumps out, "Fire in the Sky." That's a great one, and I remember that one being terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fire in the sky is good. Guy need Joe or off the top of your head? I'm thinking. I'm, uh, um, I'm looking right now. Uh, misery. Probably one of the best that ones. Counts. Yeah, yeah that absolutely. Counts. absolutely. That <laughs> All <counts>. right. <laughs> yes, misery uh, is great. Pet. Pet's a pretty good one for like one that maybe a lot of people haven't seen. That one's pretty solid. And. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, nothing else comes to my head right at this moment. I mean, I'm sure there's a million that I'm forgetting or missing, but yeah, I'll throw out those two. Yeah, uh, my wife just texted me. <laughs> she said The Vanishing because she's listening. Oh yeah, the van- yeah, that's a yeah French horror movie. Very, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, so that's what she recommends. And for mm-hmm. me, I would say Split is uh, one that I really liked because you know um, James McAvoy and the Split personalities was just absolutely terrifying. Uh, but I generally don't like kidnapping abduction movies. It's really not that in home invasion was never a genre that I gravitated towards at all. I, you know, it was just not my thing, I guess. So I don't, I haven't watched a ton of them. And uh, that's all the questions we have for now. We do have a couple more questions, but they are specifically to the black phone. So we'll get to them at the end of the episode. But f- before we go into our what watch, a word from Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. What watched? Yes. Oh boy, I don't think I've been watching anything. Come on. I rewatched Stranger Stranger <laughs> Things season two. Oh. Um, because the family wanted to watch it. That's that's my delay was watching watching season four because they want to get through all the seasons. Started season three. We just got through episode one where Billy's, you know, hitting on all the moms. So we went to the pool yesterday and told my daughter, I'm like, stop looking around. Billy's not here. And she's like, shut up. So that was good. Um and then oh, I went to Shutter instead of Letterbox to see what I've been watching. What do you think of Stranger Things too? Because it's regarded, I, I think, as the weakest season, and I that, agree. That '80s, I mean, that, the the punk bit is terrible. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that whole that whole arc is garbage. Which the rest of it is pretty decent, mm-hmm. but that like definitely 
drops the you know notches down on the belt for that one. Horror wise, though, oh god, wait, Hercules in New York is not for this show. I watched no. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just horrible, not, not horrible. horror. <laughs> yeah, I watched Hercules in New York, which I'll talk about the less XP Geek Game podcast. And that's it. That's all I have is Stranger Things season two. All right. My first one tonight is a 2022 release from the great people at A24. And the movie is Men. It was uh, really, really uh, looking forward to this one. Had very high expectations going in. Men is about a uh, is an English horror movie. And it is about um, this woman whose husband commits suicide so she um decides to go uh on basically just like a vacation to a manor and while she is there she starts getting stalked by a man who is fully nude and he uh stalks her around and uh he just keeps reappearing and basically the the rest of the movie is her trying to uh, escape this man but also several other men who come in to the picture but they all look the same but are different but all played by the same actor very interesting um and that and i'll leave it at that because the less you know the better going into this one um this one was really really interesting um this one is from uh director alex garland who you might know uh he did uh annihilation um for anyone who saw that um a while back this one man it's fucking so weird and so bizarre and it's really it's an 824 movie to a t man like it's just like steeped in metaphors my prop so i thought it was a it was a good movie but my problem was i i feel like the message wasn't conveyed clear enough throughout you know you get the gist of it but you know, I, I think it could have been delivered more clear. However, the last 20 minutes of this movie, I won't, I don't think I'll see anything like it for the rest of the year. Like, no doubt about it. It is just completely shocking and nightmare fuel uh, at times. But I, it's it's pretty fucking wild. And it definitely has a lasting effect on you. So I think... This is definitely not going to be a movie for everyone. You know, uh, if you're not an A24 fan, I wouldn't even bother with it because it's definitely, you know, in that same vein of most other A24 movies. But if you are an A24 fan, I, I would say definitely check it out. Uh, currently, it's, you know, more towards the bottom of my top 10. Will it stay there? Maybe. Maybe not. Cool. Really looking forward, forward to seeing that one. Yeah, I, I, re I really want to hear you guys' thoughts on that one, honestly. I think it would actually be a really good one to discuss if we ever had like a fill week, filler week or something like that. It's still theater, right? Right now? Or is it on VOD? Uh, it's, VO it's, VO it's VOD now. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Awesome. Um, so I'm continuing my 1980s push. Uh, trying to, We got an extra month because I think we're going to do the episode in early August. So I figure I'm going to watch a few movies that aren't really on my radar in case I could find some kind of gem that I hadn't seen. So the first one is from 1981, directed by Lucio Fulci. It is The Beyond. So in this one, a young woman inherits a, like a hotel in Louisiana. And uh, as she's you know prepping it to reopen, they, she learns that the hotel is not what it seems. A lot of supernatural stuff starts happening. And it turns out that the hotel was built on the entrance of a gate to hell. So that's kind of the rough story. Uh, the story is a little bit confusing. It's not like a very linear or clear story. 
as a lot of Fulci films are, it's kind of like all over the place story-wise. But because it is a Fulci film, there's a lot of his signature stuff, like absolutely great gore, uh, just really cool gore. Uh, killer zombies. I really love the makeup on the zombies. Fucking gruesome ass kills, which is always a good thing. And of course, it wouldn't be a Fulci film without some eye gouging. Uh, there's a few eyeball deaths in this as there always are in his films a lot of memorable moments in this film there's just some like crazy shit that happens throughout and i really enjoyed that part of it but like i said the story is confusing like i get that general idea of it but it's just i don't know i thought it could have been a better story overall like the hotel opening thing was kind of pushed to the side at some point and it just got into weird zombie slash monster attacks but still uh, solid film. I liked it. Uh, I think it's worthy of the Fulci legacy, but not something that will come close to my top 10 of the 80s. Hmm. Fun fact, uh, when I was in, a freshman in high school, I was in a crew called the Horror Committee, where we had a GeoCities website where we would review horror movies, and we went on... Does it by any chance still exist? That'd be so amazing. It, does, it, it doesn't. GeoCities got shut down, <sighs> but my buddy... But my buddy, um, he saved like every single page. So he has it. So I'll try to get it from him if he still so has cool. it. And I, I'll send it to you over to you guys. But we had, we had a section called high quality horror. And then the other section was called high quality shit. And we just had like a big pile of dog shit for all like the shitty movies we watched. <laughs> but um, anyway, the, way I br- the reason I bring this up was because the beyond will always hold a special place in my heart because we were invited um by our local access television show um and we brought two scenes we brought um the scene from dawn of the dead when the zombies attack the bikers and like they just pull out the bikers guts and everything like that and then the other scene we brought was the uh infamous nail scene from the beyond when the eye pops out and the looks we got when uh those those uh scenes came on and they actually got calls about it after we after they aired apparently from like old ladies or whatever like that so yeah pretty hilarious Uh, that's another thing i i gotta see if that got recorded somehow some way too if i could get a clip of that too that would be amazing but uh all right on to the next one my other review tonight is my punishment movie uh i watched tickles the clown thank you to todd and steve um that was my original punishment movie but they you know they decided to let me be punished too by watching it so uh tickles the clown is i mean what is it about i I don't really know but essentially it is about a uh clown named tickles who has a special blood type um that they are trying to extract extract from him from this female astronaut or i don't really exactly know what she is but something like that along those lines and it's her job to convince tickles to let them use his blood type because um it is an antidote to fight the illuminati i believe that is the gist of the story and yeah you know so we and then it's the same scenes over and over and over again ah it's so yeah it's like man this movie yeah it's terrible I mean, Todd and Steve have basically already said it in the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, it's basically like PlayStation 2, maybe PlayStation 3 graphics. It's around PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 graphics. But like the same six like animations used over and over and over and over again at nauseum. And it's like 
just yeah and the voice acting is quite terrible as well um for the most part we have uh what to me seems like an extremely racist bigfoot voice going on here um and then it's just probably one of the the horniest things i've ever heard too i mean the movie ends with just them saying how do you feel i'm horny roll the roll credits and that's the movie you know? um it's ridiculous i like I, I said in my letterbox review, like I feel like the director just like was in a, the midst of a dry spell, and he was just trying to release his his horniness into a movie, and th- he created this with his like six PlayStation Three graphic scenes that he could come up with. I mean, I mean about as micro budget as micro budget can get. I mean, kudos in a way for finding a way to get the Illuminati, a uh, killer clown, Bigfoot um dr jekyll uh alistair crowley and a bunch of other random ass characters all into one movie plus a random scene of just an elephant with a huge uh penis uh, a couple times were shown but yeah i mean it's just complete and utter nonsense and it might sound like a fun time but it's not like it's it's not a fun time at all and it was a fucking chore and a half to get through i'm not gonna lie I put it on uh, 1.5 speed on Tubi at one point just to try to to fly through it, and it was still brutal to get through. So tickles a clown. Yeah. Don't ever watch it. And if you are, like, I guess maybe it could be fun with like a massive crowd or like a big group of friends for like 10 minutes. Like throw it on for 10 minutes just to kind of laugh at it and then shut it off at, at best. But I wouldn't even bother. Don't don't give this guy your money. This guy's a fucking hack. um this director so don't waste your time yeah worst movie you've ever seen i mean it's definitely up there yeah Yeah. (laughs) i i current memory yes worst movie i've ever seen yeah i mean it's a half star movie like through and through no doubt about it and i don't have many half star movies so definitely one of the worst it got the trifecta of half star movies all three of us yeah right yeah i mean i'll give it i did laugh a couple times so i'll give it that you know (laughs) maybe for the wrong reasons but i mean it it did bring a few chuckles out yeah unbearable definitely a great punishment movie so if you want to punish someone we we would all recommend this (laughs) and the fourth in a series so it's uh it's got a whole series yes that <laughs> unbelievable uh, did you watch enough i can't believe you sat through another one steve i, I did I, I sat through trump versus the illuminati which is part three um is it, it the same than type one. of graphics it was but there was instead of six i think there was like eight scenes that he, <laughs> he goes through you know um, nice yeah it, it was uh that, it was better i mean it's like saying you know that piece of shit is slightly better than that piece of shit but it's it is what it is i'm not watching the other two you know yeah, I mean, God, like I just don't know what um what's his face was thinking. He must have really just like Bill it must have just Jr. Been good, Bill Ombers Jr. Yeah, like he must be like good friends with this guy or something to like take a role like this. I mean, <laughs> what a quick payday. He, too. Yeah, it probably was. He was in that fucking other awful movie, uh, Han- Devil's Junction, like Handy Dandy, like with the puppets. I don't know if anyone saw that. We got a screener for it, and it was really fucking bad too. Yep. All right, so my last one this week is a 2022 film that I watched over on Shudder, and it's uh, Mad God. So the reason I watched this is Shudder is really, really pushing this film. Like, it seems I get ads for this on every social media that I'm on, and it's always this film that they're pushing. So I'm like, I have to watch it to see what what the deal is with this one. Um, Very hard to describe what this movie is about. Like, really, really difficult. What I kind of gathered from it is that this 
soldier is descending into hell and he just it's about his journey through hell and how he gets to his ultimate destination uh, the reason that it's hard to describe what this movie is about is because there's no dialogue at all so it's an hour and like I don't know, 20 minute film of absolutely no dialogue it's mostly I'd say like 95% stop motion animation and the other 5% has live actors that fill that kind of fill in the blanks with the stop motion actors and I gotta say it's actually pretty good uh, it's like a stop motion music video, uh, kind of something that you would see from like Tool or something like that. Uh, it's actually, the imagery is really impressive. And having taken animation in uh, film school, I am super mad impressed at the amount of sheer work that had to go through to make a movie like this, because there are a lot of moving parts uh, he's not reusing assets a lot, which is surprising for a stop motion film. Like even fucking Nightmare Before Christmas reuses assets a bunch uh, to make it, you know, bearable to get through an entire film in stop motion. Whereas this one, it's crazy the amount of shit that they have going in the background, like tiny miniature uh, items in the background that nobody's looking at. And you know, to, when you're doing it in stop motion, that shit's got to move somehow, and it's just it's amazing the amount of work. And I really applaud the director, Phil Tippett, for putting in such a great amount of work. It was it was really cool. Like I enjoyed the time that I spent watching it. Now, I do think it was a little long, you know, when you're watching a no dialogue uh, kind of visual experience. It's, it's better in smaller chunks. Like I almost wish this was like four episodes. They're 20 minutes as he goes into different parts of hell instead of a one long hour, 20 minute film. But still, uh, I think it's worth checking out. I think you have to be in a very specific mood to watch something like this. You know, just chill and lay back, listen to the music, and just admire the amazing work that this director did. Now, it's not going to be on my top 10 of the year or anything like that, but still, I think worthy of a one-time watch if you have the time and you like to see great art kind of being shown. So that's Mad God over on Shutter. Cool. All right, Steve, with the help of Joe, who found this amazing title on Tubi, you will be watching Weed Wolf. Oh, fuck <laughs> hell. Weed Wolf. Love it. It's raw and extreme. An Man, hour and 56 minutes. Wow. <laughs> but let, let's, uh, let's read the synopsis here. The sheriff's department of a small town, Normal, Texas, enlists the help of its oddball residents to defeat a buzzkill werewolf who likes to eat stoners. <laughs> 2011. Yeah. Wow. God. All right. Yeah. That that's uh it's only has six reviews online too on letterbox. Yeah, that's it seems right for two B. This one guy not since Frankenpimp have I seen a micro budget exploitation <laughs> throwback. Frankenpimp, I gotta look up Frank that. <laughs> yeah, Frankenpimp. Wow. Frank and Pimp. Damn, I can't fucking spell. So out of the uh, <laughs> out of this out of the six reviews on Letterbox, two of them are five star reviews, Steve. So okay. I'm assuming from the filmmakers. Yeah, two exactly. part- <laughs> I, I notice a lot when I um because I watch a lot of like really low reviewed films on Tubi, and often the filmmakers or the director, or the star will, will like my review. <laughs> oh man, yeah. poor guys. Yeah. They got to know what they're making though. I mean, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I'm All pretty right. sure the the Rectuma like director like liked my review or something what like that. What if he got all mad? Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I was actually for like a bad movie, I was kind of complimentary about it. So I mean you make a movie called Rectuma. I mean, I I think you know what you're you're doing. <laughs> all right. Break out them trivia questions, boys. The quarter it. three begins now. The overall standings, however, have me at 36 points, Joe at 34, Steve at 27. Let's quarter three begin. Who would like to lead off today? I will. Ooh. I'll do it. All right. Okay. So I have two regular, and then I have my new, maybe my new favorite, which is... Oh, the reviews? Ob- obscure letterboxed reviews. <laughs> so I... Th- I- I think I'm going to do the, at least one of those going forward for a while. All right. So my first one is, what was the first horror movie to win an Oscar for best makeup? Exorcist? Incorrect. Hmm. Uh, American Werewolf in London? That is correct. Very nice. I, I think Steve they say it at the uh, scare show at Universal. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Best transformation ever. That movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I'll go next then. Okay. Uh, first question. So I have uh, one regular question and one new-ish question, uh, type of question, Ooh. and then uh, my movie accomplishment one is coming back this week. So right. I'm going to start pulling from different ones week to week. But first one is a regular question okay. sent to me t- from Weezerface. She says, keep watching the skies is the last line from which 1951 horror sci-fi film? Um, War of the Worlds. No. Good um, guess. Fifty-one. The day the Earth stood still. Wrong. You guys want another guess? Uh, yes. Um, this island Earth. Wrong. And... Washing the skies. Fifty-one. Mm-hmm. Um. Forbidden Planet. Good guess. Wrong. The answer is The Thing from Another World. Ah. I don't think I've ever seen it, if we're being totally honest. Uh I have. I was going to say, like, you go past 1960, my knowledge is not that great when it comes to horror stuff. When we get to that uh, decade, you're going to have to... (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to... Definitely. You're gonna have to give me like you have to give me like a year. Well, that, that, that's exactly what you get. So <laughs> yeah. Best of the twenties is gonna be rough. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got to rig up a eight millimeter projector and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is kind of a long one to get to a short answer, but this 2008 horror movie features high school boys finding a nude, unconscious woman in an abandoned hospital and performing sex acts on her. Oh, oh man! It's a, I just watched this recently. Dead girl. Oh. No, dead, dead, girl, dead, girl. dead girl for Joe. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not what, what was I thinking of? It was not no, it was something else. It was like a Mexican or something film where they do something similar. There's a similar one you watched. I remember you talking about uh, it. Yeah, I just don't remember movies. the name off the top of my head. It's uh oh, it's uh something Anna Fritz or the corpse of Anna Fritz or something like that, mm-hmm. where they do basically the same thing. Yeah, I remember you talking about that on what watch. That was like recently you talked about it too. I think. Uh, maybe like a year ago at this point. Was it that long ago? Wow. Yeah. It's a good movie though. Dead girl pretty good too. It is. Back to me. Yep. yep. Alrighty. This color is present in almost every shot in The Shining. 
Red? Correct. Oh. Really? Red? Yeah. Danny's got his red stuff I'll on. Try, right? try school. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy's got red mm-hmm. lipstick. The blood. It's, uh, blood. I mean, outside. Oh, I guess uh, Danny's got. Jack Danny's has got the, the red shirt. Yeah. Where'd you get that question jacket? from? Online. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought the 2022 horror trivia, horror trivia pursuit the other day. Yeah, I, mm. I have it. I use it when I'm like desperate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, those those are hard, man. There's some fucking really hard questions. Yeah, in uh, I have to go through a lot. Pursuit. They're either too easy or yeah. too hard. It's very hard to find yeah. that middle. What was the Halloween mm-hmm. mask modeled after? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this one is guess the actor by their accomplishments and bio information. Okay. Horror actor. Got it. Horror actor. Yeah. Okay. Born September 9th, 1954 in Oxnard, California. Bruce Campbell. Wrong. Fuck. All right. I'll guess the guess before I can guess again. All right. Is credited in 143 film projects as an actor, mostly horror. Bruce grew up in Detroit. Why did I say fucking Bruce? <laughs> Stupid idiot. We just talked about it last week. I know. <laughs> fucking moron. All right. This is where I would have probably gotten it. Has starred in multiple HP Lovecraft story adaptations. Oh. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Correct. And my nice last job. one was, was Stuart Gordon's favorite actor to work with. So he used him in multiple projects. So, okay. Name the subtitle to Feast Part Two. No. No. Feasty. Feasty beastie. No. <laughs> sloppy, <laughs> sloppy seconds. Oh, nice. Ooh, oh, I've never, never definitely never seen that. Me neither. Two, two and three are pretty poopy, but one's pretty cool. Yeah, one is pretty cool. I've never seen any of them. I probably. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you like Part One. Solid creature. Yeah, yeah one's good. Solid creature feature. It's weird, man. Uh, he, the, sorry, the director is the son of Clue Gulliger, John Gulliger, for that, and he mm-hmm. directs his mom. And there's a scene where one of the creatures um, puts his peanut creature penis in her mouth and ejaculates. And I'm like, this would be a weird uh, <laughs> scene to direct your mom in, but hey, right, go for it. <laughs> so yeah, fun fact. All right, my last one. Three obscure. Letterbox reviews for one movie. Number one. Nothing warms my heart more than seeing families hang together. The lawnmower part gets me every oh, time. Sister. That's correct. I think Steve got it first. Did. <laughs> of course he says he got it first. <laughs> I'm sure of it this time. Uh, Would you like to hear the third yes, sure. review I had? The thing that I found the most unrealistic in a movie that features literal ghosts was the main character zooming on Super 8 footage and getting crystal clear pictures like it's IMAX or something. <laughs> trust me, I tr- trust me, I tried, and that shit should be blurry. <laughs> I like your first clue, though, or his first clue, hanging, to- hanging together. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Okay. So this is a newish type game that I'm trying. I don't know if it'll work or not, so let me know. Uh, so kind of like the last one, but instead of an actor, it's going to be a movie. So based to guess the movie based off some stats about the movie. Okay. The runtime is an hour, 31 minutes. It made $14 million worldwide on a $4 million budget. Okay. It has a 7.3 IMDb rating. Mm. There are five films in this series. 
and, and the last clue the director has only directed one other feature but has written some of the biggest films in horror including alien and total recall which isn't really horror oh. alien total recall he wrote five of these movies return of the living dead correct yes nice. <laughs> that's dan o'bannon yep <laughs> very nice Yep. So it worked. Okay, I wasn't sure if it worked. Like, the, the first, honestly, the, all the other ones were kind of. Yeah, that I, last one didn't get there. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make it easier. As the, the only one that connected to me was thinking of who did who wrote Aliens and that, and right. then five movies. So. Yeah, a lot of people don't know there's five movies though. I think people yeah. think it stops at three. No, we got Rave to the Grave and uh, Necro something. Necropo- yeah, Necropo- Necropolis or something. Like, there you go. Ne- something yeah. like that. Whatever. Definitely stopped at three. Are the other two any good? Fuck no. They were no. sci-fi picture no, originals. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. My last one? Yep. Um, okay. Four clues. Nope. Out in the woods. So out in the forest. Marijuana smoking. Ooh. Taking bets. Taking bets. Yep. Oh. Trying, to, trying to defeat evil. I feel like taking bets at the. I'll, I'll alter some of these clues if you give you like two more seconds. Can you just read them really quickly? Sure. Woods or the forest. Pot smoking. Taking bets. An ancient evil. Or trying to defeat evil. Cabin in the woods? Exactly. Nice. Yeah, got it. Taking bets. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, see, I know what you mean now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking too much of the woods and not enough of the overall. <laughs> yeah, woods, cabin in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Weed. Huh. They tried to alter that guy's weed. Yeah. All right. Uh, that ends tonight with Joe coming out on top with three and Steve and I tied at two. Overall standings 38 to Joe's 37 to Steve's 29. Any man's right. game, which brings us to the black phone. Dun, dun, dun. Has anyone read the book? I have not. Anyone else? No. It's, I know it's a short story. All right. Finney Shaw, a shy but clever 13-year-old boy, is abducted by a sadistic killer and trapped in a soundproof basement where screaming is of little use. When a disconnected phone on the wall begins to ring, Finney discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims, and they are dead set on making sure that what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. So yeah, overall, I mean, I took my, my daughter to see this 13 year old. She's at the right age for this type of movie. She loved it. I love the acting in this. I thought that child acting was great. And we all know that child actors can ruin films and these guys and girls were all fantastic in my opinion. Um, Ethan Hawke is excellent. Dude's creepy as fuck. His voice changing, his demeanor, his, his presence is good. I, you know, I do have some issues with it that we'll discuss later, but overall I came out of this enjoying it, but depending I think on how our discussion goes, it can either go a notch lower or maybe a notch higher. So I'm actually really interested to see what you guys say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, this one was obviously one of the most anticipated, I would say horror movies of the year. So anticipated that the original release for this was actually in January, but uh, Blumhouse early, their uh, early screenings for it did so well. They decided to push it to a summer release, which I thought was pretty interesting. Read that today. So yeah, I mean, I went into it with pretty high expectations, maybe unfair based on like other people's uh, thoughts and reviews. And I came out re- enjoying this quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I definitely had some issues as well, like Todd, and we can get into that later. But overall, I still think this is one of the better 
horror movies mainstream anyway of the year uh, I've seen so far. Um, I think they definitely could have went a little darker at times. And I think there's definitely some stuff missing here, but man, it is acted damn near perfectly by just about everybody. You know, um, I think the little girl here steals the show. I, you know, I think she's just fantastic in this uh along of of course with ethan hawk and you know all the child actors and even you know the, the dad jeremy davies playing the abusive dad is fantastic in this as well in his role and we even have a uh, older eddie kasbrack there and the dude from sinister captain so-and-so uh in his little role but yeah i mean yeah good cat i mean really good casting all around yeah well what else, what else do I got to say about this? I lost my train of thoughts. Steve, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So like you, I've been anticipating this film all year. It was definitely on my like short list of things I couldn't wait to see in 2022 based off the trailer I saw sometime last year. And uh, yeah, so I went in, you know, kind of with high expectations, but I also came out, you know, thinking it was a solid film. Ethan Hawke, I thought was great as the grabber. I really played a creepy character, which you have to give the assist to Tom Savini here on that uh, mask design, which was really brilliant because they did something that I don't think I've seen before where it's like every time you see him, his mask is slightly different because he changes pieces out. Either it's just the top of the head or just the bottom of the head or it's a different combo of the head and the mouth. It's like a really clever, like keeping it familiar throughout the whole film, but different just by changing up the order of the way he wears his mask. I thought was a really, really cool idea. Uh, I do think that some of the dialogue in a film was a little weak, particularly with the younger girl in the movie. And I think even the dialogue kind of gave me vibes of Psycho Gorman. But this proves that with a capable like actress, you can deliver it and st- and make it great. Because I thought the kids in this, like you said, were fucking fantastic. They were a very good group of kids that I really bought kind of what was going on with them, except one. The kind of super bully that uh, is friends with the main kid, I wasn't really buying him as as tough as they were kind you of making like the toughest guy in school, homie? I don't know. It's on, just, it, He's it, got a bandana. bandana. I know, but it just that that's the one kid that maybe I thought was not uh, you know the greatest in this in the story but uh, yeah they were mostly all excellent I love that they toy with really heavy subject matter throughout the film but I also do feel that they didn't go far enough in certain ways that they it's like they talk about how bad it could be and you know that it's been bad just based off the trail of you know bodies that have uh, preceded the events of this film but you never really get to see that in the film and that was kind of a bummer there are also like questions i feel are unanswered here there there are some things that happen in the film that you're like okay that's cool but why and how is this happening like is there are there superpowers involved here is there something supernatural going on they never really explain it and maybe it's for the best but also it leaves a lot to be desired where you're just supposed to accept that these things are happening and kind of go along for the ride so that's kind of up in the air and like Todd when I came out of it uh, I, I liked it so I knew around where my score was going to be but it could have gone either way but uh, in a conversation I had with my wife she told me one thing that teetered me on one side of the fence rather than the other and I'll, I'll share it later because it's a spoiler thing but overall yeah I think it's a solid film yeah I uh so I'm gonna play the I think it was better 
um, that they didn't explain what was going on with the whole black phone. Cause it really could have played, I think corny, but I think not explaining it and just kind of, you know, suspending disbelief and just being like, okay, maybe this kid has, you know, maybe he has a gift, right? Like maybe he can talk with the dead, even though that isn't really explained prior, but um, you know, otherwise I think, you know, you try to explain it too much. It just might come off as uh goofy. So I think it was the right decision to kind of keep it more ambiguous there with that. Also, shout out Mark Corvin. Yeah. Who scored this movie? I saw that in the credits. The I witch. immediately thought about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. When I, I perked up when I saw his name, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, all right, Mark Corvin scored it. And it was a great score. Yeah, you know the the phone things like it has to be him talking to ghosts because otherwise he wouldn't know that there was like dirt underneath the tile and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I guess whatever supernatural reason that happened. But um yeah, my my biggest one of my biggest issues with is like one, I know it's the seventies and things were a little bit different and like more loose and everything, but man, I feel like you could catch this guy pretty damn easy. He's got an MO of black balloons. You look for there's a creepy van driving around. We're still letting our kids walk to school by ourselves. Like, what are we doing? And the fact that this happens not in like a secluded farmhouse or something, it happens literally in the middle of a suburban block and you have two houses that are in on it. It's like, what? What are we doing? And then not to mention, like, there's been multiple child murders and abductions. And um, when they, someone hears a, a boy screaming at like three in the morning, no one comes outside, not one father or mother or whatever. Like Steve mentioned earlier, you got to bob and weave. You got to climb up a tree or something. But, uh, and then I think the officer, nobody or so-and-so from Sinister, one of those, his character was wasted. I didn't understand what he was doing. Cause you could tell me like your brother. Okay. First of all, maybe I missed it, but does Ethan Hawk just sit in his kitchen for 12 hours and the brother never comes out to get a glass of milk, Steve style. And then one, he had to order him never to go in the basement. As soon as he tells me that, I'm, I'm going to the fucking basement. What do you got in here? Especially since I'm investigating these child disappearances, you know? Like, come on. So that thing I thought was, like, completely wasted. It would have been more interesting if he was in on it than he was completely stupid. I know he's supposed to be a stupid character, but that's just plain stupid. You know what I mean? Like, no offense to anybody, but, like, you don't hear children screaming in your basement. Like, too many what-if scenarios on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, so talking about the black phone, right? So, yeah, I, I get that the kid, you know, can hear stuff and speak to the dead on the black phone. But why is the black phone there? Why does Ethan Hawke recognize the black phone being there as something special, right? Like, he he mentions the black phone a couple times in the movie. So there's got to be more to it than just him hearing the dead, which, but we don't know, because they don't explain it whatsoever. It's just there. There's no backstory to it. There's, like, no, so... Like he, it, can't, it can't be just him hearing the dead people. It just there's got to be more to it. Yeah, why him? Right, right. why him? And why does Ethan Hawke didn't like, didn't Ethan Hawke say hiding? he it would go off randomly though to him? I thought I thought he, he had said that. He said like you know yeah he well he like denied it or was like scared of it or something like that. So I don't know maybe like he yeah I mean there's no explanation so like you know it's all really just uh, I guess speculation and stuff so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he 
also like heard voices and if he threw it away like the voices went in his head so like it was a way to kind of put that phone there so the voices would stay in the phone rather than like go inside of his head because like obviously the dude's fucking mental to begin with so maybe like it was that sort of thing uh, i mean maybe there's more explanation in the book <laughs> maybe i might have to read the short story yeah what about the the little girl her, her acting in the scene when dad's getting mad and she's crying that was some good acting mm-hmm. i felt yeah. super bad for her but what about her um I can see what Steve's saying about her saying like "fuck you" cops and stuff. It was kind of iffy. What about her her uh, her power though? Her, I guess her sense, seeing, her sixth sense, seeing things. Yeah, or like, yeah. what do you think about that? It's it's kind of like him listening to the dead, right? It's mm-hmm. they both have power somehow, and there's something with the mother, right? They kind the of allude yeah. to the fact that her their mother was special when she was seeing things and that's led to what was their suicide or drug overdose i don't remember it's been two weeks so. i think it was a suicide yeah. suicide yeah so that alludes mm-hmm. to that so there is something that they kind of start to build there but again they leave it so vague that you don't really know you kind of just have to accept that they have powers and go along you know for the ride with it mm-hmm. yeah so that's i guess what it is yeah and I mean, I know I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I just, I just feel like they played it too safe with this movie too. I mean, you know, I, I, I think this could have been, it was a good movie, but I think it could have been a great movie had they just went that extra step and, you know, because this did the state to me, the stakes never felt like grave, right. For this little boy, like, yeah, you knew he was in trouble, but like, we never, I just felt like maybe some scenes with maybe Ethan Hawke you know, torturing him. Maybe it's a strong word, but like, you know, something just to kind of make your heart go into your stomach and be like, fuck. Like Maybe this, implied this violence too. Big trip. Yeah, sure. Like, like, I mean, we got, we got fucking implied violence with the, the dad fucking beating the girl yeah. with the belt, you know, and that was, that was brutal. That was a, a tough scene to watch, but we never get that with Ethan Hawke, who's supposed to be this, you know, sadistic child killer, but we never really see him. We see him throw some eggs um <laughs> you know and sit there with his belt but we ne- and we hear things he did um from the kid the children who are already dead but we never really see him um attack this uh little kid yeah you know i don't I don't even think we need to see him do anything really i i think some of the most effective like horror stuff in this were when the ghosts mm-hmm. came out of nowhere yeah and yeah. i would have uh, liked to see their condition like I know a couple of them were bloody and stuff, but like, yeah, if one of them got, you know, slit throat, have a slit, you know what I mean? Like show their, how mm-hmm. they died. And then you can be like, Oh fuck. Like he, he goes, he goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing kind of bugged me too was, I don't know if it was over just an oversight by Ethan Hawke's character or we're looking too much into it, but he literally pulls down the steel grating from the window. And then this never mentioned again until the end. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he digs mm-hmm. a fucking giant hole never mentioned again so ethan hawk literally ha- he puts and we we know that ethan hawk knows about um the hole because he had to fill it in from when the asian kid did it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so he knows that's a possibility we know from the the last badass boy that broke through the freezer that that got broken into so he knows that's a possibility but he never like checks it or verifies it so i don't yeah. know if that was like a story oversight or reading too much into it but and then he like the kid has multiple half-assed attempts like he digs for like two feet and he he pulls down the the rod why don't you just try to throw the steel grate through the window now it's like a couple obvious things and you know how fucking prying eyed kids are and you have this open window to a torture room 
that would have been discovered like <laughs> in 10 yeah, minutes it's of good. hide and seek. It's a good, it's a good point. Yeah. And also the kid puts a rug over the hole that wasn't it? It wouldn't like if Ethan Hawk came down when he'd be like, Why is that rug there now? Like, yeah, what is where, where's the still peak his senses? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, my rating, my uh, rating's starting to go down a little bit. Right, yeah. and, and then, <laughs> like, to touch on your thing too, Joe, is like, um, the stakes weren't high. Like, when he when the kid on the phone said he wants to play Naughty Boy, I'm like, Oh, this is this yeah. could be fucking just what is it? And we know, yeah. we know what we know what it is because he gets out, he's gonna beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. but like, the kid doesn't know what it is. He just has the term naughty boy. He doesn't even know he's sitting up there, right? Well, he does at some point when he walks by him. But um, mm-hmm. like maybe, you know, flesh that out a little bit. Like give him the rules. Like, hey, yeah. if you fucking, you want to play naughty boy, look what happened to, to the this kid. You know what I mean? Something like, like a Polaroid. Something simple mm-hmm. like that could have been right. highly effective. Yeah, even like. Yeah, even like you said, maybe not show the kid, but you could have did some effective flashback scenes, maybe for some of yeah. his other victims, which we never get. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I just I think as good as Ethan Hawke was, I think the grabber was not explored enough in this movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think we needed more of him uh, to explore. To sh- they need to show what he does. You know, if you don't know what he does, other than just talking about what he does it just doesn't work uh for me uh one question i do have so the um the bully kid you know the one i'm not a big fan of uh did it look i this is just based off memory now uh did it look like he was walking towards the van as if he was going there for some kind of purpose because it didn't seem like he got kidnapped more so that he just got himself kidnapped um when you're tough you go where you want steve yeah because he just goes <laughs> to this like fucking warehouse place and is walking towards the van as it fades to black and the guy uh, you know the grabber is getting out of his van with the maybe 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 he knew the kid's route you know possibly but that does it was not like the others where he comes out and like actively grabs them this kid kind of went to but maybe he knew where he's going but then again it's like child abductions got it creepy black van cool guy that drives around in makeup this is a fucking grabber guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Yeah, you think they would be a little more uh, vigilant with everything, like with, with a with a kidnapper on the loose. Yeah. Like, like oh, they a... got another one. Hopefully, we figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought the kidnap scene was great, though. Like that the first time we see Ethan Hawke when he uh, kidnaps Finney. Uh, yeah. I, I really loved that. I really loved that scene. I thought it was really good. Really I effective. Loved it too. I loved it too. I wanted more of that. Imagine if we saw a scene where he was like a kid's birthday party or something. Yeah. And like he not grooms is probably not the right word but like oh i like he likes he sees that kid and maybe it was finney at a birthday something like that mm-hmm. and he's just doing this creepy ass grabber shit with his stupid makeup and that would have been we needed more of that we needed him outside of just sitting down and you know making eggs right which leads to the question do we want a prequel right like we talked we talked a little bit about it earlier is it do you want it do you think it's necessary like i don't know like now that we're talking about it i feel like it could be pretty effective maybe to get a little more about the grabber yeah i mean we know what happens though that's the problem with prequels we know he's yeah he's gonna gonna die (laughs) unless he yeah we also know he's gonna die in the end too which i I, did you want more with that death with like his or did you find it fine like the way Uh, i wanted down personally yeah uh, and that's pretty quick yeah, that's kind of the thing of this whole movie, right? It's just they never yeah. really went there, you know, into if you're going to delve into this fucking deep subject and then this horror film, you got to go there. You know, you just have to go there or at least to some level. And it just, it, it, was, it wasn't satisfying, you know, uh, not a satisfying end to that character. But again, he didn't really do any that much torturing. You know, maybe if he had tortured the kid, 
more so in the span of the hour he had him in captivity then you know you'd want a bigger death but i don't know it's just so you're gonna tell me that nobody noticed this black fan driving from one side of the street to the other <laughs> <laughs> dropping off kids those, bodies yeah. it's right. like it's too much of that I stuff yeah you would think that yeah if i was a neighbor and i i think i'd be a little more all texas uh, mowing the lawn one time we're like hey what creepy john <laughs> lives across the street too but uh back to the prequel yeah you know i can see a cool story in this but it's still gonna have the same problems i had with the first one where he's just the most incompetent police force and townspeople <laughs> in the history you know just look the other way yeah I, I, i'd watch a prequel uh i don't know if i'd you know request a prequel like it if, it, right, if they right do the it, I'd watch it. Too. Yeah, no, I just, like it's not something that I'm super excited to see, but if they do mm-hmm. it, I, I'd probably watch it. All right, here's a question for you. Scott Derrickson had to make another movie. Would you want Grabber prequel or Sinister Three? Never saw two. I, I'd say I'd say Sinister Three. Don't bother. You, you can go in different <laughs> places with the Sinister storyline. Yeah. Know? Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas this, I don't know. Like it. Like It'd be you the same said, movie. It, yeah. It, it's, it's basically Williams. it's basically like Pearl, right? You just call it Grabber, and it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know where he ultimately ends up. So, dude, Pearl's gonna be yeah. graphic sex, dude. <laughs> I would like to see. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would like to see more Bagul. You know, he's a cool character. I think, and I think he could be touched on more. And I two was what was wrong with two? It's boring, man. It's boring. I, it I didn't go it anywhere. Was, uh, like it just yeah. doesn't do anything interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read out a few of the questions that we got regarding the film. Yeah. Um, so we did get a question from Horror with Sir Sturdy. Uh, what do you think of a prequel of this movie with the Grabber? He personally would love to see it. He was talking to a, his wife and brother about it the other day. So there is interest, you know, and I think some a lot of people would be interested. I just don't know if it's a it's worth for them doing necessarily. You know, it's a, not that big of a movie. <laughs> I don't think that people would be like, oh, I really want to see a prequel of this, but I guess we'll see. And the other one we got was from M. Who's your favorite and least favorite character in the Black Phone? Ooh. You got favorite? I'll go. I mean, I think everyone's going to say the grabber probably because he's so interesting, but I'll go the little girl. I really liked her. I thought she, I thought she was great every time she was on screen. So I forget her character name, but she, she was great. And then least favorite, I don't know, probably one of the cops. Yeah, they weren't, none of them were great, honestly. Like I felt like, and, they were uh, all just they were kind of yeah they didn't do much useless. honestly <laughs> yeah i mean the little girl fucking is the one that broke the case and solved it anyway i mean the cops are useless <laughs> i know it was funny too during the uh news interview these are the detectives that broke the case bitch right <laughs> it's shit um least favorite character probably the brother because he didn't really i don't even know why he was there it didn't add any, it just added a kill he, essentially he was there for the kill yeah that's exactly yeah. what it was uh favorite character um i'm going with the sister again because her she's legit legit acting mm-hmm. but all the other boys were good too yeah uh, i'm also gonna go with the sister for um my favorite i think she was just fantastic uh, i really like everything that she did my least favorite like i said was the bully i just didn't like that character a lot uh i did want to name's robin talk- by the way i have in mind my okay uh, i did want to talk about one thing that i felt like so the dad right uh, they spend the majority of the movie showing how much of a piece of shit he is uh, to his yeah. kids, how much he abuses the kids and everything. But the end, they make him try to be like a redeemable character because 
once they yeah. get saved, it, they, they hug him and they forgive him. I'm like, no, fuck that guy. That guy abused <laughs> the shit out of you guys. Like, fuck him. Don't, yeah. don't. And I didn't get why they chose that as like the final scene of this movie. Like, are we supposed to be like, oh, they're going to be a happy family now? Like, hell no. You just showed me for an hour that he beats the shit out of his kids. There's no fucking way I, I'm going to be happy about this. It's weird. If, if they tried to do that, they should have made him out and about banging on doors yeah you know something mm-hmm. not just sitting around sitting at home and yeah, right. drinking booze yeah. i'm i was after watching i was curious if it was you know obviously uh stephen king was quite a bad alcoholic throughout his life so i had wondered if oh, joe hill kind of mirrored that on maybe some of his experiences and that's why he put it in there it's very possible mm-hmm. speaking of joe hill i just started reading his stuff i read i'm reading nosferatu i'm about halfway through that i know there's a show you watched right joe Yes, you watch it too. I think I, I, I watched first season. It, it's not worth watching. No, no. the book is. No. I'm gonna finish it, but it's not like groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he has a lot of his dad in him, like craziness. Mm-hmm. I had a question about the um the movie though. I had my notes here. I I the pinball kid character kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like it was towards the end of the movie, and then he was the one that burrowed through the wall. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that would have been a, a better character to swap him out and make it Robin, since Robin, uh, Steve's favorite character, had more connection, obviously, right? So, like, I didn't know why they didn't make Robin, like, his more predominant in the phone conversation. I know right. he taught him how to fight briefly with the uh, jump back, fade back, hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. really against this grown-ass man, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just thought that was weird, introducing that character so late to having him, having him, uh, a big role in it yeah and i'll tell you guys the thing that my wife told me that was like okay you know maybe this movie has had a little bit more to it than i initially realized and that's i didn't realize as i was watching it that each kid that talks to him basically told him uh their strategy to get out so that Mm -hmm. he can figure out which way works best to get out and i don't know why that didn't click with me um so it was basically each of them were giving him a clue as to how you can escape from the grabber um and that's right. basically their entire point is that okay so i tried uh going under the floor i tried going through the window i tried going through the you know the ice box and that's basically what their entire point was was right each of them have a clue to the puzzle and as mm-hmm. each additional death now i'm not wondering if other people had seen ghosts or it was just him that's a whole other thing but yeah I mean, now that we talked about it, I think it was just him because like we had said, the sister also had the gift and then they talked about the mother. So I feel like maybe just the two kids got it from their mother and that's why, you know, he was able to communicate. And I think that's why the other kids failed, obviously, is because they weren't able to talk with, uh, you know, the other ghosts of children. Well, I wonder why Robin wasn't able to execute his mission because he's the fighter, right? And he did... I, well, I guess it took every. It, well, I guess if you look at it, it took everything to get his leg broken in a hole, right? Yeah. So it, it took him digging a hole, took him getting the steel grating off the wall, which needed mm-hmm. the shoelace where the fuck he had. I guess. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like baseball in movies. That was a cool opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the I liked the the Asian fellow too. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Like usually I, I, I like that. Yeah. That guy yeah, would be like, fuck like, you, yeah. I got you. But he's like, yeah. hey, your arm yeah. is, uh, what do you call it, prime? Or Yeah, they, they flipped yeah, it around yeah. to show that they're just kids playing and they yeah, respect each other. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, my rating hasn't it's, changed. Yeah, mine's. Yeah, well, I'll wait. Are we rating it now? Are we done? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm actually, mine's going, mine's going down a little bit after talking about this. Um, not by much, not by much at all. I still think it's a really good movie, and I'll definitely watch it again. It's something I would, if I, you know, if I collected Blu-rays or something, definitely one I would pick up. Definitely want to grab a mask. I hope they make them. You know, I hope Trick or Treat Studios or somebody or a figure or something. I would definitely pick it up. And if there was a prequel, I'd go and watch it. Um, but after discussing tonight, I, you know, I started seeing a little bit more what was. I guess wrong with it and whatnot. So originally I had it at uh, eight out of 10 four four stars on letterboxd. But after tonight, I'm going to drop it down a little bit. I'm going to go to a seven and a half and I'm going to knock it down to three and a half on my letterboxd. Right. I, I mirror hundred percent that um, came out of theater at a three and a half could have gone down to a three or up to a four, but I think I'm sticking at a comfortable three and a half, seven and a half out of 10. It's got a bunch of issues, but at the end of the day, it is a, bigger budget mainstream horror movie that takes some chances even though it's not that's the thing too look at it from like a non-traditional horror fans point of view this probably movie's probably really fucked up to a lot of people so our point of view is a little swayed yeah i also think it's a really we didn't even talk about this but i really think it's a good great intro to horror movie for kids Mm, because it's not because it's not too dark you know what i mean and it also teaches the kids the dangers of you know uh (laughs) yeah my daughter said five out of five for her when she watched it yeah i'm sure yeah i think this is like a great yeah this is like along the lines of like a it something like that you know where it's not too graphic and that you know uh it's a great one to show like your, your youngsters that's not too brutal yeah, and I'm keeping my score uh, just because of this is how I felt when I exited the theater. You know, I did enjoy the experience despite all of the plot holes. I think, yeah, just speaking about it with you guys, I realize there's more, you know, me that I hated than I expected. But still, I'm looking just where it ranks on my 2022 films, and I think it's where it should be, and I'm giving it an eight. So, which puts that number four on my top ten so far this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I still like really liked it. And I, you know, I think it, I mean, it's definitely going to make my top 10. I'd be shocked if it didn't, honestly. Um, Cause I, I still think it was a really I, solid. I movie. agree. If it doesn't make my top 10, there's going to be, there's going to have to be a really a good back half surge. of the year. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, it's solid, yeah. but I mean, we gotta, we gotta point out the stuff that bugs us. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I was I, trying to, and then I was thinking like, I was thinking like, did I like X better than this? Or did I like mm, Black Phone I, better? Like, so those were the two, I guess, big mainstream movies that have come out that we liked. What would you pick over the? Uh, other? I put X over it. I th- X just showed more. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I would the music too. And X better. I yeah, I yeah. think X is better. X also took those little extra risks too. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred uh, X for sure. Where this movie should have gone, I think. You know, it should have really yeah. gone. And but the, you know what? what was missing. Knowing me, and the way I responded to um. Dr. Sleep, the torture scene with that boy, which I, when I rated, mm-hmm. I thought that was gratuitous. I, you know, it, I probably would have felt the same way. I probably would have been like, I fucking hated that scene. So it, yeah, knowing how I react to kids, stuff like this, it probably would have damaged the movie in my opinion, if they showed more. So mm-hmm. who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cool. Sweet. So next week, right. uh, we're just, we decided to go a little earlier than we expected, but we're going to do our shark week special, which has been an annual tradition for you know it's our third year and doing the podcast so third year doing the uh shark week spectacular so what we decided on what jaws 2 jaws 2 as our serious shark movie and tbd as our (laughs) non-serious shark movie because we're going to put it up to a vote um Mm -hmm. it's always fun to see what people 
will pick. So each of us will pick a movie and you guys will vote which one will win. Oh God, I can't wait for that. Those those shark films are brutal. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen I haven't seen Jaws two in forever, so I'm excited to revisit that one for sure. I watched Um, I watched it last year when I did I did the series uh, last summer mm. when we did three. So well, now you don't have to watch it again. I will. I'll watch it. You you, you have to like I I I don't remember a year ago like to to actually discuss points and stuff uh, stuff. So I'll have to watch it again. All right. Well. That will wrap it up for another episode of the Horror Squad podcast. Make sure you follow us on all social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search the Horror Squad podcast. You will find us. Also, make sure you join our Discord. It is definitely the best way to keep up with the podcast and for behind the scenes information. To get that, all you can do is just private message us on any of our socials and we will send you an invite link for that. Also, you can email us anytime at the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our very special event coming up October 22nd with the star of Hocus Pocus, Max Dennison himself, Omri Katz. The whole squad will be there. Steve, Todd, myself, and also Sam will be there as well, hanging out. So come and hang out with the squad. If you can make it to Salem, Massachusetts at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles, and also a very special screening with a Q&A to follow, hosted by us at the Cinema Salem. Just follow our social medias and our Discord. We will give you all the information on ticket sales and all that coming up very, very soon. So, yeah, that is it. See you next week for Shark Week. Bye. Bye. See ya. scared and you want to go home i'll take you home soon sister i gotta be upstairs for a while something's come up thank you for being a friend travel